Look at everyone just being all happy on the wrestling show. Fuck that. I'm going to change that real quick. I'm sure you will. Um, I'm going to change that real quick. I don't know why. I, for some reason, I feel like talking in a southern accent tonight. I don't know why, America. I think I did the most research I've ever done for the show today. Yeah, I get that. In the chat, you're like, oh, look at all the research I did. I'm like, motherfucker, I do that every week, and I get nothing. Not a damn yeah, thing. Exactly, because it's expected of you. Not a damn thing. Every fucking week, talking about how he's the Hall of Famer of the wrestling show. He can go fuck himself. Well, it's true. It's true. It's not even every week. Oh, I forgot to even change my fucking name, bro. Thanks for reminding me about that. We'll talk about that and more on the wrestling show. This is the only Hall of Famer on the wrestling show tonight. That's all you need to know. And welcome everyone to another wonderful episode. Today, the hell? We're getting our affairs in order, I guess. The state of the wrestling world. Uh, but first, let me introduce to you the man of a thousand marks. Chip Willett is with us tonight. Hey guys, what's going on? He says he's done research. Oh, now can research. he now can he read his own handwriting? No. Okay. Probably not. That's <laughs> probably, that's, okay. that's hey, you know what? You asked me to do the work, you didn't ask me to make it legible for me to read. Hey, hey, that's on me. Um, so today we're we're actually gonna go two different directions, I guess. Um, Fat Man's gonna sit here and listen to the two of us gush about things that he knows very little about. Are you gonna uh, excuse him? you? <laughs> yeah. Okay, tell me all the information that you have about independent pro wrestling in 2023. There's a couple things here in New York. That's all I need to know. All I need well, to know is local see? shit. And how about New Japan? Oh, they're a bunch of Asian. No one cares. See, today we're going to talk. Well, first, Chip is going to talk about New Japan. Um, and oh, you're old. Oh. So I see what you're doing. I see how I see how you you made this card. So you're starting off with the heater, the hot, and then and then I'm you got to cool. The, then you got to cool the, the crowd down. Yeah. And then I got to bring them back up. And then I got then I got to bring them back up. I see how that. First, I'm the dead spot. You should okay. know this by now. Okay. I know my spot in the card. Okay. As long as you know. As long as you know. So Chip's going to talk. So we obviously on the wrestling show we very rarely talk about New Japan. Unless it's like Wrestle Kingdom or uh, Dontaku or Dominion. Um, but there's been a lot of things going on in New Japan, especially in Strong um, as well. I didn't really touch on Strong too much. I mainly just did the main. Well, okay. But I, I'm just saying that there's a lot of things happening in New Japan. And Chip has done a lot of research. And uh, take it away, Chip. Tell us, what is the state of New Japan Pro Wrestling in 2023? Um, I'm, I'm in turmoil, like I was saying earlier. 
and you said you could shed some light on why maybe I am feeling this way. Um, although New Japan doesn't really have in-depth storylines like WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, there is some goddamn good wrestling that goes on in New Japan. And I don't know why the American fans don't show more interest in it. And some of the wrestling is just really good storytelling. And the ring psychology is great because of a lot of the veterans, but it's just, it doesn't come across in America. I mean, it was on access TV for a while and then left and then came back. And it's just mind boggling because if you, you watch any of the pay-per-views, Don Taku, um, Road to Genesis, um, what else? Uh, New Year's Dash, Wrestle Kingdom Night 1 and 2. Anyway, they're, they're, they're all really good cards. I mean, Wrestle Kingdom had four title changes happen, and Genesis had a couple title changes happen. But let's go ahead and start with the title change that happened literally yesterday. Um, it was the IWGP women's title. Mayu Iwatami got the title from Mercedes Monet um, at Queendom. Some woman. I, I, I don't know who she is. And this is for the NJPW TV tag or TV title, which is Zack Sabre Jr. He won it at Russell Kingdom versus Rita. The uh, yeah. movie ticket belt? The movie ticket title, yes. As Fat Man would say. Yep. Uh, he's defended it five times and he's had it for 110 days. He's got to make it. A legit title. I mean, here's the thing: he's defended it one more time than the than TJP has defended the IWGP Junior Tag Team Titles, and ha- and they've had a reign that's been like triple in length. Uh, yeah, but I think the reason that they're they're trying to get the NJPW World TV title over more, and that's why they're. Oh no, I want. Oh no, no, I one hundred percent agree with you. I'm just saying okay. it's, 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 just it's, it's it's just interesting. You know it, what I mean? It is. That, it is ironic. Yes. Do you, Do you think it's just the lack of space on the card that's doing it, or is it just the, they have twelve goddamn titles? Right. Well, yeah, but they also have <laughs> two shows now, effectively, and they usually have multiple tag team matches in said shows, like literally four or five. Tag- Yo, dog! Hey. I heard you like eight man tag team matches. A New Japan staple. Yeah, yeah seriously. Um, how did how did Wrestle Kingdom start for nine years in a row? Seven, eight, eight man tag team matches. Yeah, <laughs> just the way like WrestleMania to get everyone on the card. Speaking of professional wrestling, twenty twenty three belt is held by Shingo Takagi. Happened in New Year's Dash as he beat Show, Great Okan, and Yano. I like Shingo Takagi. Yeah, here comes here comes Fat Man's head scratcher. The strong open champion, <laughs> February 18th, 2023, Ugh. he beat No Days Off Fred Rosser, otherwise known as Darren Young, at Ugh. Battle of Lake. He's defended it twice, and he's uh, had it for 65 days. That would be Kenta. <laughs> That's why I said that. Because I knew that was going to be the... Uh, the um... Spoiler alert! He's my overrated wrestler of the year. How can you be overrated when no one cares? Oh, I love you. <laughs> I, honestly, I was a huge Kenta fan. I'm not anymore. He's boring as hell to watch. Turned off by him by the match, the, that hardcore match he had where he really fucked up Tanahashi. Oh, yeah. He, 
when he yeah, hurt he, his shoulder in NXT, he is not. He seems way more tentative to take bumps. Yeah, well, just, yeah, that too, he just he, he's not he the NXT, same performer. When he came to NXT, he was fucking fire, and oh, yeah. he, he was like, he, you just let him out of the cage, and he would just go at it like that movie Jet Li, the one where you you take off his mask and you just went, killed everybody. That was pretty much the type of assassin Kenta was in. NXT. Then he did hurt his shoulder, and that did take him out, and has really grounded his game, and I think kind of fucked his head a lot, and has had him put on less than stellar matches that he used to be able to. He upended his life to go to NXT. Yep, he did. And he basically wrestled, what, seven, eight matches, then he got hurt, was on the, the shelf for a year, came back, got hurt again, and then got released. Yeah, I mean, I would have problems too feeling that way. You know what I mean? I'd feel like that I'd had to take my tail and tuck it underneath and go back to Japan after that when he was considered like the biggest blue chip from Japan at that point. Yep. And then Shinsuke got signed. <laughs> IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Hiromo Takahashi. He's holding the Takahashi Memorial title basically you know, what, nine times now or eight times yeah he has and uh he's uh in his third title defense right now or he just had his third title defense uh let's see united states iwgp champion but kenny omega defeated will osprey at wrestle kingdom 17 he's had one title defense and he's had it for 110 days this just happened recently 16 days ago actually and it was and this is a shocker to me the guy goes away, shaves off his beard, gets rid of the colored hair, comes back looking about 20 years younger, and beats Okada as Sonata is currently the heavyweight champion of NJPW. And that happened at Sakura. So that's the current 12 championships in NJPW. And so, let's touch on. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. So that is the current state of NJPW. Any questions, guys, or any comments? Uh, yeah, I got, I got, I got comments. So I actually looked up the subscribers to NJPW while you were NJPW World while you were doing this. Mm-hmm. This is in January with Russell Kingdom. The total subscribers were around one hundred and sixty thousand. Um, which I don't know is bad or good because I really don't know what the market is. And I guess forty thousand were outside of, um, Japan. I'm one of them. So a hundred, um, so a, what? One hundred and twenty thousand are in Japan, and so, um, I, I don't know. Like, the population of Japan is pretty big, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, isn't that kind of bad? I mean, I'm, 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 I don't know. I honestly don't know if that's bad and you, you posted a question and you're like, I don't know. You said new Japan should be way bigger in the U S than they should be. And, and should they be though? Like they have so much talent, which is 100% true. And yes, they do shows in America um, from time to time. But they don't sell out. That's the thing. They don't. Well, I think uh, they go, they go to, they go to smaller venues. Yeah, like sleazy. The one that Sleazy went to was what, like, very small. Maybe now, granted, we're talking literally in the middle of Times Square, but you're the Palladium. What's that? The Palladium. Yeah, the Palladium. 
Yeah. And the the venue that they went to in Philly was twenty three hundred. Yeah. So one that they went to in DC was the one the AW goes to. Over oh, the the Mystic place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one on uh, uh, the uh oh, oh the the DC Entertainment Center or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, that's that was about like four thousand, I think. And then Nash, and then when they were in Nashville this summer, they were at the Nashville Fairgrounds. But those aren't big venues, though. No, they're not. So they yeah. know they know not to book um, the United Center. You know what I mean? They know not to book Wells Fargo Center. Um, and what and I th- think I'm trying to put this delicately because I actually am a fan of New Japan. Like we, we talk about this, I do. I don't watch it constantly like chip does but if he recommends a match i will go watch it um but it's not a style thing because i'm say i'm not that big on just chops and kicks but they do have some great wrestlers in there but how, how am i gonna put this it's not an american style so most casual american fans aren't going to be drawn to it Meant but to but but people like MMA and UFC in in America. It's not the same. I mean, it's you're not right. the same. Yes, they beat the fuck out of each other in New Japan, but it's not the same. It is still pro wrestling. There's compared to MMA. Three problems here. I see that are are causing issues with it being really big in US. And to be fair. They're going to San Jose. They're going to Philly. They're going to Texas. They're going to New York. You know, so it's not like they're not doing anything here. Like five years ago, you got to see them once in one arena, one time, maybe twice, because they had this big deal with Ring of Honor. Yeah, That's it. Now they're going out on their own, having shows. Now, granted, 2,300 arenas hold maybe 1,300. The DC arena, maybe 15. The Palladium, maybe 500. But they're selling out those shows. So they're they're doing something. Yes. But here's the problem. I love New Japan too. I don't have New Japan World, partially because it's not easy to to navigate. Okay. Thank you for bringing thank you for bringing that up. The app sucks. Yes. 100% sucks. Uh, the app on Amazon is great. On, it's better, but not everyone uses the Amazon app. Right. That's on, the thing. on tablets, on phones, on even phones. It sucks. I literally have to watch it through Safari on my iPad. And I have to watch it on like 720p, not 810 or 8 or 1080p, or else it will lag like a bitch. And this, yes, is a grand, it's an older tablet. I can still run 1080p without a problem on this tablet. Right. Without a problem. So that's on their end. That's not my end. Seven, I got to do 720p and I have to, and I can't put it in full screen. Even in 720p, then it'll start lagging. That's terrible. Now, the, app is, the app and their website on tablets are trash. I can't say anything about my computer because my computer is super old and it can't run video like it used to. So I'm not even going to say that because I used to be able to watch it on my computer fine years ago, but trying to watch it now is just not going to happen. The I fi- have decent computers and it sucks for me. Okay. On on the Fire Stick, it, it it's it's perfect. It's like I'm streaming like a regular Fox station. I have no issues with lagging. I have no issues with 
freezing and buffering, none of that. And it's easy to navigate. So those of you that are listening that are interested in following New Japan and you do have Amazon Fire Stick, download NJPW World. And um, if you decide to get a subscription, it's only $7.99 a month. Definitely worth it. Okay. Also, $9.99 yen a month. Yes, also, it is. Also, that's not the only problem with it. It is very hard to navigate if you're trying to find a specific event and a specific match. They do a great job on recent events that just happened. But if you want to go back two or three months, you have to search. I found recently, because I did that when I was trying to find, uh, it was a match between um, Osprey and Takagi last year. That was one of my matches of the year. I had to go back and watch it. But I found there's a search bar, too. That all you have to do is, and that that brings it up right there and then. So Right, but if they had a better interface. I wouldn't have to, I want to have type in Osprey Takagi, like the event I want to watch. I should be like this event, you know, like a drop down tablet. It's just, it's just terrible to navigate. It, it just sucks to watch. That's problem one. That's problem one. There's problem two. That's going to be a lesser known problem, I guess, or something that's not going to be talked about as much. Is that there is still a language barrier? Yes. And, yeah. and if you don't have Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton, you're screwed. You're gone. And which kind of yes. No. So I not. remember years back you sent me uh Styles um Nakamura match. You you gotta watch this match. Yeah. And I'm like, does it have English commentary? You go, unfortunately, no, this is before Kevin Kelly and stuff. Mm-hmm. I watched it and the match was good, but it was lost in translation. Yeah. If I ha- if I had English commentary for that match, I guarantee you, I would absolutely probably think that match was way better than I thought it was at the time. Yeah, and, and because that- it's just a language barrier thing. And not now with the new events, they do have English commentary, so it's way better. But Sleazy is right; there is a language barrier there, which falls into problem three: is how they present the product as a whole. Um, unlike, you know, Western wrestling where you have shows, TV, stuff like that, building up to an angle, and then they pay it off at a, a live, a big live event, whether it's premium live event like that or pay-per-view in AEW or whatnot. Yep. New Japan does something completely different. They show everything. What's it? They show everything. Road to it and everything. Well, that's the thing is that the road to shows are basically their TV. Mm-hmm. They're, they're building their their big so, events, their big shows with those shows. See, not- see, see if you agree with me on this. Are they oversaturating their own market? I wouldn't necessarily say that, although getting through G1 sometimes is a chore. It's 30-something nights. I <laughs> always so I always go to after intermission to watch the G1 matches only. I, and I, I'll, I'll do that daily. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is that, um, and that was part of the reason why they started doing the the smaller shows where only half the the uh, G one was done that night, and then they switch over to the the B team and then the A team and whatever, or the A block and the B block and stuff. Uh, but the thing is that you, my problem isn't necessarily that they're saturating their market; it's the fact that they're using these shows to build 
but they're being they're being how would they're, they're, I think I understand they're what you're saying. Own thing, so but they're not road to Wrestle Kingdom. Just say this. This is an example. Road to Wrestle Kingdom. You're building up for Wrestle Kingdom, but yet they're their own shows that real shit of consequence happens to make Wrestle Kingdom less important. Is that what you're trying to say? More important. They're 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 pushing. It would be no different than a TV working yourself up to a pay per view, but they're using these live shows as their TV. You see what I mean? Well, and that yes, fine in Japan, but it doesn't work in the United States because they're more apt to go and go to the bigger shows. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to go to the live event. I'm just going to wait till Wrestle Kingdom because they've had 12 shows in the last three months in the same building, Yokohama Arena or something. Where, yeah, if you're like, it's it's similar to an indie show mindset, except every indie show is their big yeah. indie show. <laughs> so, so I, I also think I'm going to make a comparison. It is a different culture. It is a different mindset. So TV that works in WWE is necessarily going to work in New Japan. Mm-hmm. And that's and so that's kind of example is New Japan TV and the way the buff thing is not going to work in America to a certain extent. It's a, it's a niche audience, especially when you have 40,000 subscribers so a quarter of your subscribers are outside of japan 160 to 160 yeah quarter quarter of your subscribers are outside of japan and that's not all america i bet I'm you sure. a lot of them are Europe. i bet you a lo- yeah. yeah so um, I, I can't i was trying to look for american subscribers all i got was the forty thousand outside of japan um so that's in maybe twenty thousand, maybe ten thousand. so that's so people know of New Japan, they know Okada, they know Naito, they know Osprey, they know Tanahashi. They they know the big names and they know the smaller names to a certain extent. But I honestly don't think they should be a bigger deal in America. N- not like I don't want them to, but you're wondering why they shouldn't be. They're not for a reason. It's not their market. Their name is New Japan. It's not their market. You know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. you kind of see what I'm saying? Like, I, I understand what you're saying. But they're, I, they're, they're catering to a Japanese audience that sometimes go to America. Just like WWE caters to an American audience that sometimes goes to Europe and Japan and Australia and Saudi because they're paid billions of dollars too. But anyway, like, <laughs> but they're, they, they're catered to an American audience. They're catering to their audience and They've been in business for a long time, and I guarantee you they're making a ton of money off New Japan Worlds for Japan and everything. And they're making money in America, so they keep coming over here. So the travel expenses can't be that much, that bad. Well, it also helps to have their cards being able to be filled out by New Japan strong people. Yes. And indie guys. Yes. That is is 100% true. So they are trying to make a name for themselves with the strong, but it's not and they do sometimes have, you know, Okada and stuff, but it's not, it's not New Japan. I, I hate to put it this way. It's like WWE is coming to town, but it's NXT. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're fine. Like, I really do. Like, 
they're touring in America um, occasionally. They're going to be co-branding with Impact in August for another multi Multiverse United. Yeah, Forbidden Door in June. Um, for, yeah, Forbidden Door in June. With AEW, they, I won't. I won't be surprised if some of those New Japan guys are, are at the Wembley show. I do will not be surprised that, at all. I think I, you. I, I don't I think, think the you'll. Question Chip is positing to us is the fact that why aren't they bigger? Because why isn't there more eyes on New Japan in America when you've got? Forgive me, but fuck Dave Meltzer sitting there going, oh, oh another five star match, oh. Oh my God, Great Ocon's. So the money they're paying Dave Meltzer isn't worth it then. Well, so it's not just him though. And we're doing the same fucking thing and we're not getting paid by New Japan. True. I sit there and I'll watch AEW when I can and isn't all the time I'm in it freely. I don't follow the product that closely, but I do follow the product somewhat. Um, I enjoy NJPW more than I do AEW. I just. And that could be a personal t- a thing. I think that wrestling is 10 times better. I think the storylines are garbage in AEW. I think WWE has them beat on that by eons and eons. I don't think AEW is that good of a promotion. And I didn't think it was when it came out. I thought it was going to be an ROH light. And it has turned out to be worse than ROH light. This is like ROH zero. Um, preach, brother, it, preach! <laughs> it, it's just that I, I sit there and I watch, and I'll get up in the mornings because I have to get up at 4 o'clock anyways to be at work, but I'll get up and I'll watch NJPW. I'll watch the buy-ins and everything. And the wrestling is, it's almost like poetry, and this is not a knock on Jeff Hardy. It's almost like a ballet. It's poetry in motion. There are, there are some botches, but very few and far between compared to watching something on AEW on Wednesday Night Dynamite, which is their flagship show. And it's just, to me, I just like, I would, because I even looked up what the top 10 um, wrestling companies were in America, and it didn't even give me anything, not even a top five. But I would say that if it came to the ranking of the four promotions, uh, that'd be WWE, Impact Wrestling, AEW, and NJPW. I would say WWE, Impact Wrestling, NJPW, and AEW fourth. I think uh... I couldn't be more prouder. <laughs> Could not be more prouder. See, the thing is here, you're not wrong. I, 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 I like AEW. I, there's a lot of Guys in AEW, I really we say the same thing. Yeah, we like the talent that's in AEW. It's okay, the garbage. other stuff yeah. that the is garbage. Booking, the storylines <laughs> are shit. The booking, the storylines, the uh, presentation of the product, the promos are fucking horrible. There are only one or two people on that show that can talk. Yeah, and that's kind of strange. Considering- like, literally, Darby Allen almost put me to sleep the other week. I'm like, oh god, really. The man needs a manager. He really does. He has Sting, but Sting's not a mouthpiece because he didn't say anything. Right. Well, that's the thing is that Sting's not a manager at that point. He's he's Darby's dad, and that's it. But but that's the thing is that that's the reason why managers exist are for talents like Darby Allen and uh, and Wardlow and all these guys that they're rooted for existing is to be this big ass motherfucker or be this 
daredevil. They're not good on the mic. That's where managers come into play. So what you're saying is a long way around is saying that okay. Tony John. <laughs> okay. I was going to Tony Khan doesn't want to manage a roster. I would agree with that. Yeah. Like yeah. he just doesn't. What's, what's the point? He's sitting there with all this talent, no place to put him. So he's got another fucking show in the pipeline, supposedly, of course. You know, there's yeah. there's too much going on there, and he's trying to book it all. He's oversaturating his TV audience. And, like, literally, you when, when it, in WCW, in the heydays of WCW, you had, it started out with WCW Saturday night, and then it went to Nitro, and then at the end, they ended up Thursday Thunder. Mm-hmm. And that was the kind of the beginning of a saturation. But what he's doing, AEW Elevation, AEW Dark, Rampage. There's four shows. There's four shows. And a fifth one coming. And a fifth one coming. You you know this. Why why did Thunder exist originally? Paul Kogan, right? No. No. So... Eric Bischoff has said so many times he did not want Thunder to happen because it had to come out of WCW's budget, not Turner's budget, but WCW's budget. And the reason why they got Bret Hart was because of Thunder. Mm-hmm. Not, which was so weird to th- think of. And then you had talent who were on contracts for per date contracts who didn't want to work Thunder. So it became. The B show, essentially, because you had Prince Iakea versus Scott Norton. Like, who fucking cares? Garbage, always. That is what Rampage is right now. Mm-hmm. The The problem was when Rampage was originally, or not Rampage, when Thunder was originally conceptualized, and they actually tested this for one week, is it was going to be WCW Thunder. And NWO Nitro. Nitro. Mm. The WCW talent was supposed to be on Thursday night and NWO, their flagship brand, I guess, the flagship uh, promotion or sub-promotion, I don't know how you'd say that. Stable. The stable would be taking over Monday Nitro. And at this point, they're way past that in AEW because you have two full promotions under that banner and nearly almost five shows. Oh yeah, that's right. We can call it a fifth show because they got ROH, by the way, on a streaming platform that does 10,000 people. And now yes. 160,000 people. So they're outdrawing Ring of Honor's own US-based stuff by four. Yeah. Even if you, even if you count every by four. just, just no, 40,000. Oh, I talk about America. America. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So <laughs> So let's assume that most of those people that got New Japan World are in America. Let's just say it, 35,000. They're getting draw- outdrawn by New Japan World by three and a half to one. Mm-hmm. How st- and they're, a, a, I'm a huge fan of Ring of Honor right there. Okay. What yep. the fuck? I don't have Honor Club. There's no reason for me to have it. I used to have Honor Club. It's not worth it. And I'm and, not and we and we 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 told the story before how I remember trying to see the feed at Supercard of Honor, which is still going on, and it <laughs> kept giving and it kept giving a technical difficulty thing. Yeah, you still can't find that show. 
because it does not it doesn't exist. It literally doesn't. Exist. I do want to go back to watch that show, but I can't find it because it the fee the, the fee was so bad. Ring of Honor did not once it was done live, they never put it out. Yeah, they couldn't. It was because that it was bad. Garbage. Yeah. The one show I really, really, really want to go back and see. And we can't because it was so terrible. The feed was so bad. It's been a gig for, it's been a rip uh, gimmick on the show for five fucking years. Mm-hmm. Goddamn. And we, been- and we can't fucking go back and fucking. Right. I would love to do that one. A watch along. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the nine hours that it fucking was. <laughs> right. Um, but I think we're done with the New Japan, right? Let's go to the State yeah. of the Indies. Okay, so I'll, I'll be as quick as I can because we're already 45 minutes in. Um, but basically, there's a ton of great talent. And, and I don't want to make this a, a huge, um, an excite wrestling thing. Because while, yes, they are, you know, my alma mater, you know, I will always put them over. You can find every one of their shows for free on Twitch. Um, but there's a ton of talent. In this area, in the the Jersey, New York, Buffalo, uh, Upper uh, Pennsylvania, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off and say how Sean how is Sean Carr not signed? Yeah, to ROH, AEW, NXT, even MLW. How is that kid not signed? Right, right. He is so good. And uh, MCW's newest champion is Flip Gordon. There you go. But that's the thing is that there's so many different um, talent that's up in that area. There's guys like Nick Sullivan, who's just fucking going nuts right now. And I guarantee you two years from now, he will be in some company because not only is he great, he's humble as fuck. And I will always put that man over. Um, But even when you go a little bit higher, that next level, the Alex Prices, the Jordan Olivers, Blake Christians, the Space Monkey, you know, uh, Matt Cross. How is Matt Cross not? Matt Cross is so good too. Josh Prohibition. Uh, We had we had that um, uh, Alex Hammerstone. You know, Jacob Fatu. You know that that level of like MLW. Because he's in MLW right now. Yeah, but but those guys are just like one little you know, a little over and they'll be signed without question. Um, but there's so many Ari Sterling or Alex Zane as Alex Zane too. You know, I mean, when he was in as Ari Sterling, it was just, they just fucking left him to rot really. And, uh, and I'll say this and full disclosure, obviously Mark's a close friend of mine, Mark house. Mark House just, just got back. back. Yeah, yep. he's back in the ring. He's getting himself back into shape. That man's going to be a blue chipper once again. And once uh, what again, about what about the fellow wrestling show Hall of Famer? JC Money. JC Money got back in his 40s, still kicking it. Yeah. And these guys have so much talent behind them. And it, it, it just goes to show you how how many times it's luck and who you know to get into those big contracts. It really is. It, 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 I remember driving up you, me, Mark, and 
there was some other guy. I don't remember what his name was. Jackson Smart. Oh, that fucking dick. Fucking dick. Um, we drove to Lockport for Mark's trial match for ROH. You know, and he crushed it. Didn't get it, but he crushed it. And you know, he's a guy that probably should have been in ROH. Same with Sean Carr because he was in the um, what was that tournament called? Oh, this um. It was like their futures tournament. I don't remember. Future of honor. Something like I don't think it was that, but you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You lost first round or something, but he should like I cannot praise Sean Carr enough. Um you all talk about for a local indie guy. Friend of the show, he's been on our show. Um he is so good. Uh his match with AR Fox that we saw floppy ankles was absolutely phenomenal. Uh Colin Delaney. Every match that I've seen of him live has been killer. Yeah. Except that one match. The triple threat tag. <laughs> the, the the tables match where oh. Brute decided to want to fight a fan. Um, but where, uh the the show was two CW 99 problems, and as Kevin the man Graham once said, apparently wrestling was one of those problems that night. Um <laughs> uh, this one of these days, um, so Brute Van's like another great guy, by the way, great group of guys. He's got a new faction with Garrett Holiday, another, you know, f- friend of mine, um, killing it, killing it in the Indies here. You know, that tag team is great because it's different, it's new, it's fresh, and, and it works well from what they're doing. But yeah, the, the thing is that all those guys had a chance to get in, but there's only so many spots. And that's where you take a look at the, 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 the promotions themselves. And you start looking at what's out there in the Indies. In the last few years, obviously indie wrestling has exploded and it kind of got killed in 2020, but it's coming back again. Right. When you see a boom in wrestling, it's good for, it's good for the independents because People are like, oh, I saw that in TV, so let's go see it locally. Uh, by the way, um, fuck the local promotion that's in Phelps. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, those are the real Benoit's. We're not going to fucking talk about them. Fuck them. But but local, but even the, the Shindies get a bump because, oh, look, it's we saw this on TV. And they'll occasionally bring in a name, you know, from the past and pay him and then no one else on the card so but that's why you see featuring nunzio because nunzio is 320 including trans you know yeah uh but anyway but even them they get a bump when the wwe's doing good aw's going good all the big most going good it trickles down to you know impact and um mlw and then it trickles down to the indies like it and it's great. It's really great to see because it's a place, even if it's the Shindies, it's a place for some of these guys who don't know any better to get bumps in. Have you ever heard the, the old phrase, um, be nice to the people on the way up because they're the same people yep. that you come back down? I'm not, yep. Um, that's the reason. You know, the Matt Cardona, this man has reinvigorated his career on the Indies. You know, that's another that's another thing 
that does not get mentioned about independent wrestling is you have a guy that's recently released from WWE. Again, what I was not a fan of, and he literally changed. He became who he was, but turned it up to 11. He became a Long Islander. (laughs) And found, not like, not like the Jersey Shore that he was supposed to fucking play in WWE. He became himself, turned up to 11, and has made bank. Mm-hmm. Another one, Drew McIntyre of the Wolf. Yeah. The the Indies are such a good place for these guys to go because they demand a, a decent amount. Some of them probably higher than others, obviously, but some of them maybe not, maybe. Um, and they get their bumps in to keep fresh, and they meet new people, and they help too. Yeah. You've told the story on here several times about how in Excite the Ring broke the night Cody Rose was there, and Cody said, don't pay me, fix your ring. Yeah. Like, it's it's absolutely phenomenal. There's that- some, let, me, let, me, let me say something else about that. And, and there's, I, Cody's not the only one to be giving when no. it comes to that kind of stuff. There have been hundreds of times where a vet sits there, watches your match. They come in the back. Maybe do this next time, or that would look yep. good. That didn't look good. Uh, try this this time. There are so many guys that are so giving when they come back down like that. Simon Gosh is a great example of that. <laughs> as, as much as you know, I, I we bag on the we go, you know, but we go up and up and up here, bro. <laughs> Fuck me. But but in all seriousness, he was literally watching a lot of those undercard matches and giving advice to them. You know, and it happened. Yeah, I was at the desk. I wasn't backstage at that point. So I didn't because yes, and that's another thing for these vests to come into the indies and they can sit, maybe not necessarily take the time to sit down for a half hour to critique your match, but you're like, you know, I saw this, maybe you can do this differently. Like you did that well, but maybe you didn't do this well. And it shows another aspect, but also at the same time, you it could be the exact opposite of what your trainer said. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it can kind of confuse a person, but if a guy like Cody said you did this well and you didn't do this well, I'm gonna listen to Cody. Right. And that's what you should be doing. Yes. And, and that's one of the nice parts about the business is that everybody's going to give you a different perspective yeah. because they're different wrestlers. Yes. Simon Gotch does not wrestle like Cody Rhodes, who Hell doesn't no. wrestle like Rob Van Dam, who no. doesn't wrestle like fucking, uh, I don't know. Matt Hardy. Who doesn't mess, you know, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. The, the point being is that everyone's got their expertise and they bring it to the table and that that sense of giving back in the indies is very much alive and well, especially to this day. But yeah, places like, and, and here's the thing is that promotions nowadays are not just some no name thing, maybe one or two middle line promotions. And then WWE. No, you've got places like MCW places like AIW places like beyond, uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, um, even even smaller stuff like NFW and Excite. Uh, what all... about Smash Wrestling, friend of the show? Right. All of these promotions aren't just running spot shows that nobody's seeing. They're on Twitch. They're on Fight TV. They're on 
YouTube. Yeah, fucking MCW has a contract with Fight TV. Beyond Wrestling for years had their weeklies on YouTube. Excite Wrestling was working off of YouTube. Excite Wrestling has a Twitch channel. I've already, you know, made mention of that earlier. Yeah, you did. These promotions now have not just the 150 people or 200 people at the building see potentially great wrestling, excuse me, potentially great wrestling, but potentially thousands of people are watching these shows. Maybe tens of thousands of people are watching these shows. Maybe that's a little positive, but whatever. I can go back and say, Chip, I saw this match. Some place called, you know, Excite Wrestling. Go and watch the, the match between Mike Skyros and Sean Carr. Well, who are these fucking people? How you <laughs> find out and see how good they are in the ring. Because that's a real thing now. And it's not just like only the big promotions are doing it. It costs, depending on who, how much quality you put in there, five to 10 grand to get your product to a point where you can have it live streamed. Yeah, when they when MCW came out in the spring break uh, in the, this past year, and uh, I was like, "Holy shit!" I mean, it was good quality. It was good. And you you hear you heard the um, commentary well. The video was good. I was like, and it's on Fight TV. I was impressed because Fight TV is a pretty big step. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got. I think it would be. I think I would consider TV over Twitch and YouTube just because of the different sports that it covers. I mean, between boxing and wrestling, independent wrestling and MMA, not saying UFC, but just MMA in general and fucking bare knuckle fighting and pill fighting even is one of them. And I appreciate Fight TV, but I, I want to make it very clear while Fight TV is a great place to, to have wrestling, you're talking about people that can easily and quickly find your product on the number two biggest search engine in the world, YouTube, and one of the biggest streaming platforms in the world in Twitch. Uh-huh. That's a big deal. And that's something, that's something that's I'll get to in a second, too. The reality is this. When you have wrestling that's freely available for free, you will get more viewers on it just by inherently having that stuff out there. When you bring in Matt Cardona to your 200 seat arena and you're like, fuck, I got to make barely make make do, right? But now you've brought 5,000 people from Twitch because Matt Cardona tweeted about it live that you could see him on twitch.tv slash excite wrestling or something of that nature that means something that mm-hmm. really does mean something and it not just helps the p- promotion but the r- local wrestlers that are working there too and that's a big thing and i want to circle this out to the number one indie promotion and there's absolutely no dispute about this p w g no no game changer wrestling number one promotion in the world that's Janela's uh, group, right? Officially speaking, uh, Brett Lauderdale owns GCW. It, it was originally um, Jersey Championship Wrestling. Obviously, not anymore. No wonder why it sucks. Right? Right? Based in New Jersey. Obviously, they do 
events here in Atlantic City and other places. But look at their schedule over the next six months. They're Damn. now keep in mind they just came back from Los Angeles. Ready? They're mm-hmm. going to Illinois, Indiana, Georgia, Florida, three days in Atlantic City, day in uh, New York City, Detroit, Columbus, Nevada, three more days in Atlantic City, LA again, Chicago, Huntsville, Florence, Alabama, New York, four shows in Japan, two shows in Germany. Yeah. And then in six months, there so, are. Here's the thing I didn't really hear about GCW until Cardona went there. I mean, did he cause uh, a big explosion when he went there, or was it? Oh, <sighs> I oh, hate God. to say this. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not saying Zack Ryder. We're saying Matt no, 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 no. Oh no! I don't think I know where you're going. Go uh, what made it big was actually the dark side of the ring on on, on Nick Gage. That's oh, what I, made it. That's what it, made it big. Didn't know there was one of those. I guess I have to go watch that. Nick Gage is the number one draw. In GCW, and I hate saying that. I, I don't. He's a, he's a fucking piece of shit human being, and even shittier wrestler. And yet, he is the number one draw, without question. So tells you about their fans. Nailed it. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, but here's the thing, though. They're they're doing the ECW model, though. They really are, because it's not just deathmatch wrestling that's happening. Although people like. Um, their their uh, ultra violent champion is Rina Yamashita. I mean, so you've got this Joshi woman who is a fucking badass taking light tube bumps in a promotion in the United States. Absolutely unheard of. You've got the GCW World Champion is Masha Slavovich. You know they're taking steps that most promotions wouldn't even think of doing like intergender rest like inner so yeah it's not just like oh my god here's the thing they can take them they don't have corporate sponsors to worry about they don't have television rights deals they can take those not saying that masha samovich is gonna you know upset corporate sponsors but i'm just saying they they can take the more experimental routes because they're not handcuffed by sp- sponsors. Yeah. They're being supported by their fans. Yeah. And that allows them to go the ECW route in 2023. They're yeah. allowed to, to have an ultra violent match next to a super technical match with El Hero de Viking Vikingo, you know, and having commander in there and, and having guys, that are just tearing it the fuck up like Blake Christian and Alex Price and all these guys that are making a name for themselves everywhere else are showing themselves up in uh, GCW and making a huge fucking big deal about everything that they do. It's amazing. And GCW, while Matt Cardona, yes, was a part of that, you know, that shot up, I believe, he wasn't the only one. It was their fans that brought them to that level. And while I have to give props to, to uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, Pro Wrestling Gorilla did the same thing eight years ago, you know, nine years ago. 
Mm-hmm. They were the the big deal of independent wrestling nine years ago. If you wanted to see who the top talent was, in, yeah, in Bola, and still to this day, their Bola is still a, a a cacophony of just great talent. Who won Bola this year? Oh shit, Fat Man, you know him. Probably know him, but I don't know who won it. Speed Mike Ball Bailey. Speed Ball Mike Bailey. No. <laughs> no, no, no! I said it right. Yes, it, you did. You said it. You said it wrong, and I said it right. I you said, said it, it wronger than normal. Yeah, <laughs> intentionally. Mike Balls Fee Bailey. There you go. He's <laughs> actually going to be in the Shamrock Tournament in MCW. Right, but he's making it. Obviously, he's making a huge name for himself. He was always a fucking huge star. He just got fucked at the border. But but the point being is that if you want to see. Who the big new talent is? You go to GCW now, and I didn't expect that to be a thing in 2023. Give it a couple of years, though. I don't. I don't think so. I really don't think so. But so they're uh, the PWG of the East Coast. At this point, they'll be the PWG of the world because they keep going everywhere. Oh, that's true. Since we got to get this reference in, Sleazy, you said seven or eight years ago. Who was a PWG of the East Coast seven or eight years ago? That would have been two CW. Here we go. Yeah. Um, so that's the state of the Indies. Um, let, let's take a quick break. Um, when we come back, Batman's got news and rumors. I know he's chomping at the bit because we got a lot to talk about. So, uh, Batman, can you give us a little tease? Uh, teasing. There's a lot of updates about a lot of certain stars. And also, there was a Punk backstage at Raw. Ooh, spicy. We'll be back after this. All right, folks, we're back. So what's this I hear about a punk? When CM Punk showed up to Monday's WWE Raw in Chicago, many people were surprised, but as details emerged, the picture became more clear as he was there to visit. No shit. Uh, PW Mania previously reported Punk spoke with several wrestlers, cleared the air with the Miz, and briefly spoke to Triple H. Many people in AEW and WWE were surprised as surprised he was there. Some in WWE believed he was there to test the waters of a possible return. No, he was not. <laughs> not even fucking close. They asked him to leave. <laughs> Hold, I'm getting there. Shut the fuck up. You had your moment about New not. Japan. You had it on. You had your fucking moment about fucking New Japan. Fuck you. <laughs> what a fucking dick. I mean, fat man in this case, but yes. God! Chip, shut the fuck up. In an update, PW Insider reports that Buck was on the same flight as WWE talent from Florida as he was doing commentary for some fucking stupid shindy fucking was it show. MA show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the plane, he discovered WWE was in Chicago, close to his home. He arrived, at the arena with, he arrived at the arena with other WWE stars so that when he got into the building and remained in the common area where everyone passed by could see him there. He never sat in a private room. They exchanged handshakes regarding his conversation with Triple H. Punk asked if it was okay if he was there and Triple H, and if Triple H had time for a, a few minutes to, to chat. Triple H reportedly stated that he needed to confirm it with the big guy if it was okay for him to be present punk remained in the area of the 
the entire time, talked to several wrestlers. Within 20 minutes, security asked Punk to leave, which he did respectfully. Um, although it was widely assumed that Punk was asked to leave due to his AEW contract, one WWE source pointed out that other AEW stars, such as Malachi Black and Latin Flair, were reportedly allowed backstage to sat with their wives at the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh uh, uh, question here. Yes, sir. AJ Lee is not a WWE superstar currently on the road, correct? You, for once in your life, all right. According then to why what, do why do we keep that? That fucking that makes no fucking sense. How would you dare you make a fucking comparison there? I didn't. This was a report. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm <laughs> yeah, I know about the report. According to another story, Punk is in a different situation because of his legal history of the company. There it is. Mm-hmm. The report noted, for those who asked if it was Punk trying to gauge the interest, we were told, no. No shit. Yeah. Punk, who was still in contract with AEW for a lengthy period of time and is unable to negotiate with WWE at this time, is reportedly scheduled to return uh, on the June 16th show. Or June 17th show. Except for those who saw him, the initial reaction with WWE was disbelief that he was even there. A report added, one person under contract one person from contract WWE saw Punk there said it came off as Punk was just trying to kill whatever pass heat there was between himself and Miz and theorized that he may have been wanting to speak with Triple H to do that as well. Under normal circumstances, I would say that's a bunch of bullshit, but I actually believe that Punk was just there just to be there, be there and say hi. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, too. He didn't know Raw was going to be there. And again, if you've been to Chicago, which I have, literally O'Hara is right across the street from the Allstate Arena. Yeah. It's literally right across the street. And Punk lives 10 minutes from the Allstate Arena. So why wouldn't he try? And if apparently... He's trying to make amends with AEW. Why not try to make amends with the people in WWE? He's there. Fuck it. Might as well try it. You can tell the man's had a lot of history with a lot of people because he's pissed off a lot of people. Yes. He keeps doing it. Okay, let me get to the second thing. Um, Because if you watch the product, you will see in that WWE debuted a new WWE World Heavyweight Championship belt with the winner to be crowned at Night of Champions, and that winner will be on the show that Roman Reigns isn't. Sleazy, take it away. Okay, let me start by quashing the, the bullshit online that people hate the title. I love the title. Love it. It's well, a mixture of the big gold belt and the WWE Championship, and they fucked and had a baby. Fucking yep. love it. Fucking Beautiful. love it. Beautiful belt. Not only is it beautiful, it is the perfect title to send to people. Yes. It looks like a championship. As, as much as we, we joke about the WWE championship itself, that looks like a fucking championship. If I buy one belt, that's the fuck. I don't own belts. That's the belt I get. Yeah. It looks like something a boxer would have. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Okay. Mm-hmm. So fuck anyone who sits there and says, oh, it's a terrible looking belt. Go fucking go sit and if AEW made that belt, you guys would be fucking coming all over it. Fuck you. Right. Go go whack off to Shibata and 
leave us alone. Um, Chip. <laughs> as for the actual championship and what it actually means, my first thought was, God damn it, what a stupid thing to do. You, you booked yourself in a corner with two fucking belts. Vince booked Triple H into a corner. Yeah. But <laughs> That's what he did. I, to an extent, he did. But the thing is that there's ways of getting out of it. But the problem is that now you effectively have three world championships. And I know that people are going, well, no, they're, they've been combined into uh, one championship, the two belts. Here's the problem with that. You've got the universal championship, which Roman's on his historic reign of, okay? Yes. One title. Yep. Then you have the WWE championship, which he's not. Yes. So you can't combine the two belts. You have to deactivate one of them if you're going to make it one championship, right? Batman, you're holding your hand up on a podcast. It is video for this. I was like, yeah, there's video for this. I know, but um, I hate you. You're right. You're going to have to do it. Mm-hmm. And you know what's going to be? They're going to call it the WWE Universal Championship. Yep. So you're going to tell me that you're going to kill off. No, they're going to kill off the legacy of the Universal title, but keep the. It's going to be you like. Can't. <sighs> you can't until Roman loses it. I yes I know, but I'm trying to make an example. How do you how do you do this? Like, you have to you have to be one. You have to get rid of the universal title because it's the shortest reign. Yes, so yes you've inherently so. You know, the I'm, what, I'm, what I'm gonna what? Yes, what I'm gonna say is they're gonna call it the WWE Universal Championship, but the lineage will have the WWE Championship lineage. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Right, because they're not gonna call it the WWE Championship. Right. They're going to call it the WWE Universal Championship. Like, the, it's the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Right. I hate that they did that. Yeah. I hate that they did. No, I hate that they have to combine the belts. I'm actually for them bringing a new title on. I think it's the only fucking way they could do this. As much as we discussed on this, the dumbass ways you fucking discussed were absolutely stupid. There are ways Fuck to get you. around it. There are, abs- there are apps there are ways to get around it but if you want Roman reigns to have this title run I kind of think you have to Vince booked him in the corner this the only way around it when they split the brands in 2016 they debuted the Universal championship so it's not without precedent it's happened before well I'm not saying that it isn't without precedent. so yeah it's, Every it's time just they deactivated the title when they've combined the two titles it's because just, the opinion of the WWE Championship is not the World Heavyweight Championship, even though they combined the two titles. Yes. Um, so they're going to have to... Yeah, I think retroactively they're going to defunct the Universal title lineage after Roman loses it. Which is because it's the longest reign. You're absolutely right. Like they, that's. But as for this... I like it. I love the belt design. Fucking beautiful, like we said. I think it's the only... <laughs> we lost Tyler. Yeah. Oh, you back. But no, you lost me. What? Yeah, you're back now. You're fine. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. Um, um, lost the lineage of the two titles, but 
or you're gonna have to combine the lineage of the two titles and deactivate one eventually, but I'm for it. Um, however, who do you guys think should win the title? And there is an answer on someone who should not win the title. It's Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes should not win that title. Why don't you just bend him over and shove a dick straight up his ass? A hammer up his ass. Because obviously it takes time to make that belt. So they know before. And they changed none of the champions or came to the ring of the champions knowing that this was going to happen. Right. That's the reason why they switched the name. So, mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily where every title's on the line. It's that none of the champions got it because you're crowning a new world champion in Saudi because they paid for it anyway. But Seth Rollins. what? Seth Rollins. Everyone, Seth says, Rollins? everyone says Seth Rollins. I don't think it's going to be Seth Rollins. Honestly, I think he's losing almost at Backlash. I would agree with that. Um, but I think, see, the problem with a new championship like this, especially when you've got a draft literally sitting here, is until you know the end of the draft, I don't Which think... we won't know till Monday. Yeah. I don't think you can make a decision on who you think is going to be the, the new champion from our perspective, from their perspective. Obviously, they know. They, they know exactly who they want to put it on. Right. But from, um, from our perspective, it, it would be hard to, to make a decision. Like if they split up Cody Rhodes and move him, move him to Raw and leave Roman on SmackDown, Cody's 100% winning that title. Well, that's what they have now. Cody's on Raw and Roman's on SmackDown. Right. But if they get drafted so that they're both on the same show. You know what? I f- this is going to be some fuckery. And this is a total Mark thing to say. Cody's going to be in the final of that tournament. And he's going to lose. You know who he's going to lose to? Kevin Owens? Jey Uso. Yeah, I was about to say Jey Uso. Made have been Jay. Oh, had, the blood, had the bloodline still control all the world titles. And they beat Cody doing it. It okay. makes sense. I don't think that's where they're going to go. But it makes sense. Well, last night, Jay's been, Jay's been going off on his tangents. And he was totally ignoring Jimmy last night when Raw. See, so it's, I play, it's playoff season, so I do not watch wrestling. I read, I don't watch. I don't get the context of like when I read the. You know what I mean? So, do you know who I think is going to be the first champion? Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Who's the first Universal Champion? Ben Balor. So, so you're going to tell him that he's going to hurt his shoulder in that match, too? Yeah, almost certainly. <laughs> the man's been. And what a better way. Just had Edge versus last night, so. Well, that's the thing is that you've got a stable that has a champion in it already in Rhea Ripley, but the, the top person in the stable hasn't held a belt in forever. And the man is a legitimate former world champion. Mm-hmm. Plus. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. And of course, he'll. So that means we can the have chase, a- the money's in the chase. Yes. The money's in the chase for Montez Ford. No, I, I got nothing. So the Orioles made a valid comeback, but they lost eight, six. Thank you. Yeah. They um, have um, yeah. Our closer sucks. Um, okay. So yeah, real. Like I think the Mark answer is Jay Uso beats Cody Rhodes. 
See, Omos, too bad, too bad Omos versus Seth Rollins getting booked out of nowhere has me concerned. That they're going to put it on Omos? They're going to put it on Omos. Just no way. I, I, I hope not. World title. I hope not, but, you know, he faced Lesnar at WrestleMania. He's now facing Rollins at Backlash. Literally out of nowhere. No bill, just announced. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I fucking hope not. You know what would be really wicked is, and this isn't going to happen, but I'll fantasy book it anyways because I'm very good at that. No, it doesn't have anything to do with The Rock because it normally does. But yeah. <laughs> if you were to say somehow split the tag team up titles up as well, or have a tag team belt on an on the other show, you could have Dominic and uh, Damian win and have the Bloodline versus the Judgment Day as the two factions. Backshit warfare. Um, ah, it's too early for fucking war games, dude. Um, <laughs> give it a few more. All right. We're going long, so let's move on. Yeah. Um, Grizzly Young Vets asked for their release a couple months ago. They've been officially denied. Okay. Cool. I um, mean, where the fuck are they going to go? Back to Europe? Or AW or ROH or Impact? They're place for them to go, but... I don't... Yeah, but they're going to go get lost in AEW again? Of course. Uh, WWE USA are working on a TV show called WWE Tall versus Small. What the fuck? Apparently, you- apparently, what? it's pretty much are you smarter than a fifth grader, but with WWE talent? Oh, okay. Right. Okay, you now let's get to the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more. Holy shit. Going through the, the speed round here. Oh, these aren't speed. These are all on my tablet, so I got to read a lot. That's a Blatchard posted on Instagram. Oh, God. Wait, no, let me just skip that part. Um, according to several independent sources, AEW showed no interest in Blanchard as several female workers employed there have reportedly told stories about their backstage and in-ring issues with Blanchard to Tony Khan. WWE has shown some interest in her, but their offers have been inadequate, according to her, and they wanted to return her to NXT. She was there in 2006. Mm-hmm. Another independent source said no matter what fences she may have mended, because she did mend them with the girl, uh, the Rosa Negro, um, both WWE and AEW will remain their stance. Um, given the apparent the Rosa incident, the perception of Blanchard as a bully by other talent, and the reported falling out with women of wrestling, the industry as a whole believes Blanchard is difficult to work with. Blanchard hopes having recently been with Blanchard's hopes have recently been with AEW come her father Tully worked there and her desire to be pushed on TV immediately. AEW on their hand is likely listening to their talent who have worked with her and continues to show no interest. Things may change since ROH. No plans change since crown. Thank you. If Blanchard's reputation among talent approves or if AEW and WWE are in desperate need of talent. Which they'll never will be. She's she is she's a great talent, but she's fucking nuclear. You can't touch her with a type of ball. Mercedes. Mm, 
Sasha. Mm, I haven't done that in a long time. Monet is about to become a free agent soon. Monet's management has stated that she has no dates with stardom. That's not it's, true. She is. <laughs> That's already not true. He is said to be willing to work more stardom dates, but it require a big renegotiation following the business she drew to help them. Hold on. It gets, it gets contradicted later. <laughs> Playful is also informed that the rumored extension covers the New Japan Song Resurgent New Japan Strong Resurgence show on May 21st. According to New Japan Pro Wrestling sources, the length of her contract is unknown, but she will not compete for at least a little while. According to Fuck Dave Meltzer. God damn. Mentioned that people yeah. backstage at Stardom were impressed with Monet and how she interacted with everyone. With Stardom, the door appears to be open for more, but it appears that after May 21st, she would pop up anywhere if the price is right for her. <laughs> There's another report that states that she is well liked backstage. She doesn't come across as a star as a star and that she yeah it essentially just says that she doesn't come across the star she does brag about money and all this stuff she even put posted on uh twitter two monsters saying that he's a piece of shit for lying about how much she makes with stardom in new, new japan okay multiple things i want to point out number one she did the fucking job yeah transition so, oh not necessarily. Well, we knew this was going to happen yeah we, I mean, we called it. We called it. She'll be Kyrie and Mayu beats her. We we all called it. Yeah. In January. In January. So I I great. So she did the job and went out clean as a whistle, by the way. I want to point out. Even as the heel, went out there, did the job, did a great job. Watched the match, loved it. Not the not like the best match ever, but it was a great match. Um, everyone and their brother says that she is a, she has a love of Japanese wrestling and she's had a lot of respect for it. And that's very apparent in everything she does from a presentation standpoint. Even in WWE. Yeah. There's shit she was doing that was tipping her ad to them then. Mm-hmm. So I, so to have them go, well, uh, if the money's right, you know, she'll stay and not all. I, I don't believe that. I really don't. Now, keep in mind that once again, it's not a contract to stardom. It's not a contract. To it's Bushy Road. It's Bushy Road. Yes. So it's not, it's not strictly a call that, you know, one promotion or the other has over it. It's Bushy Road being the, the, person that's or the company that's paying out that being said i i wouldn't be surprised if she shows up in other places um oh no i wouldn't be surprised either but the the way it was phrased was like oh yeah i'm out of here if i don't get five hundred thousand dollars right now right it's like no 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 way i i don't believe that it might be true but i don't believe it as WWE prepares to begin negotiations with WC Universal over its next media race deal, NBC CEO Jeff Schill resigned on Sunday. Oops. <laughs> Comcast today announced that the company and Jeff Schill 
CEO of NBC Universal, had mutually agreed that Mr. Schill will depart effective immediately from the company's investigation led by an outside counsel into a complaint of inappropriate conduct. Well done, sir. This is from Mr. Schill himself. Today's my last day, CEO of NBC Universal. I had an inappropriate relationship with a woman in the company, which I deeply regret. I'm truly sorry. I, so he had an affair. Come on. I, you're going to fire him over an affair. Cool. I sorry, truly, CEO. You're held to a different <laughs> standard. I know. I'm truly sorry I let my Comcast and NBC Universal colleagues down. There were so there are so much talented people in the business, the opportunity to work with over 19, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Shill, this has this to say in 2020 about WDB. WDB is a kind of a perfect property for us. The streaming deal included thousands of dollars of programming that was behind a paywall, but that will now put up as a free service on Peacock, which they kind of did, but not really, which will not only enhance a brand for WDE, but will monetize through advertising. We have we have the events that are beyond the paywall to use the pay-per-views to drive our 499 preview on Peacock. So he was a really big ally of WWE and now he's gone. I don't see that being a factor in um their public companies LB numbers. That's it. Yep. And especially now that it's with Endeavor. Um, to touch upon the CEO thing, I, I have no sympathy whatsoever. The the man's making so much money that, right. You know, his severance is going to be probably more than I'm making my lifetime. So (laughs) sleazy, I know how much you love ads. Oh, I do. I fucking knew it. Nick Khan recently spoke with. Light shed live about WWE sale to Endeavor Group and the and will merge with WWEC. When asked if WDB would consider having sponsors featured on their ring mats, which is similar to UFC, Nick Khan was said he was open to the idea. He stated, We are open for business. Ring mat, ring apron, the turnbuckles, anything can be sold. We want to export <laughs> selling it. Obviously, it needs to be the right product. It can't be too distracting. And if it's the right relationship and the right company, we're good to go. You know, that you know, that has uh, the the company that just bought them all over it. Because the US. House brought to you by Sabatool Slim Jim. Dig it. Well, I was going to go Cialis for when you want to be, you know, as strong as post. Dude, that's Blue Chew. All the rest of Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Blue Chew. Um, so hard that a cat couldn't scratch it. Uh, here's the problem. We, we sit here and I, I complain about this, but what's one of the biggest wrestling promotions in the world that does the same thing right now? New Japan. We just talked about that. (laughs) Yes. So I can't be too bitchy about it. Uh, but the reality is that I'm not worried about ring mats as much as I'm worried about the constant recall of it. You know what I mean? Got you. No, I understand a complete what you said. Yeah. I mean You're bombarded with different ads every five seconds. Yeah. It's one thing when it's on let's use NASCAR as an example. The the Winston Cup, which isn't a thing anymore, I don't believe. Pretty sure. But you look at all the cars with all the little sponsorship deals on them, whatever. Dude, Calgary Knights has put a big freaking Fig Newton symbol on the fucking on the windshield. We all know. There you go. Just do it. (laughs) But the thing is that that's a little bit more passive, you know, but when you have every five minutes, 
That slam brought to you by Slim Jim. Oh my God, he did the move of the night. Brought to you by Progressive. You know, that's, that's where I see this is going. No, I'm already starting that. Um, in, uh, so, um, another hand raising thing. Nitro, the quick pick of the night presented by Valvoline. They've been doing this for decades. This is not nothing new. I'm not saying it's anything new. I'm just saying that there's going to be more of it. It's one thing when you do it once a show. It's okay. another when you're doing it every single match and during the match. You know what I mean? No, I understand what you're saying. Yep. It's, it's not the fact that it's happened or it's happening. It's the fact that how far can they push it? And I'm afraid that as a public company, they're going to push it to the point where it's not, it's going to absolutely detract away from the match. Okay. There's eventually going to be a point where you have that Logan Paul Roman Reigns moment and all around it is in the bottom corner is the, the mascot for Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And on the other side is uh, Corey Graves shoving a fucking Snickers in his mouth while it's happening. And the, the, there's like 15 different ads right in the middle of this picture. I, I see your point. I get it. Once again, I was just going to say they'll make more money doing that yeah. than they will. They made $20 million in sponsorships for two nights of WrestleMania. Yeah. $10 million a night in sponsorship deals. There's money to be made. I 100% so, understand why they're doing it. I, I've never, I, I've never disagreed with the philosophy of it. You just don't like it. No, I, I'm, no. A, I'm a fan of yep. professional wrestling. I want to watch yep. professional wrestling. You don't want to watch a constant three-hour commercial. I understand. Okay. There's a reason why I don't watch network TV anymore. That's gotten way worse than it used to. Even in hockey games, they had that shit. In basketball. I mean, the hockey, watching hockey now, literally the boards change <laughs> with different ads. There's a DraftKings... Though there is an LED yes, I know it's only for yeah. There's a literally an LED board right on the ring apron. Yep. Where do you think that's going? Yep. Okay, keep moving along. This report is absolute bullshit, but I want to read it just to piss Susie off. Thank you. The SI Media Jeremy Trana podcast featured an interview with James Andrew Miller. An author, reporter, and podcast host. Miller used to be an executive vice president of original program for USA and worked for the Washington Post. Miller discussed his first okay, blah blah blah. First WrestleMania experience and mentioned that Warner Brothers Discovery has interest in WWE. Regarding Warner Brothers' interest, uh, I think there's interest. I wouldn't be surprised, despite the fact that money is such an issue for them. I wouldn't be surprised if Warner Brothers Discovery wouldn't like a slice of that WWE pie. He continued to speculate that Warner Brothers Discovery might move Raw off of Monday so it's not as to clash with other sporting events. Trana brought up the fact that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, Warner Brothers already broadcast AEW, and he inquired at, as to whether they would like to add WWE to their current programming or rather WWE will take place of AEW. He says, I don't know, but I know there are people at Warner Brothers who are interested in WWE. Of course, they're a big company. Why wouldn't they? By one of the re interest. They're number one in their demographics 
on the nights that they provide weekly content. Of course they are. In the upcoming months, negotiations for a new TV deal begin between WWE, between WWE and AEW. Not between them, but okay. Uh, all indications point to Warner Brothers Discovery being satisfied with AEW. And there have been r- rumors that they're getting another two-hour AEW show on Saturday nights. There is no indication that Warner Brothers and WWE has talked. Yeah, because there's no there's no reason for them to talk. No, they have enough money. You're you're you're, abs- you're absolutely right. One, they'd be stupid not to be interested. Two, they are not. They couldn't afford it. Yeah, the people that can afford it can bid many times more than their entire company's worth. They- I mean, just look at. Max. Jesus. <laughs> Ted DiBiase Jr. is charged with one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and to commit theft con- uh, concerning programs re- receiving f- federal funds, six counts of wire fraud, two counts of theft concerning programs receiving federal funds, four counts of money laundering. If convicted, he is faced up to a maximum of five years in prison for the conspiracy count, a maximum of 20 years of prison for each wire fraud count, and a maximum of 10 years of prison for each of the theft concerning programs receiving federal funds and each count for money laundering. He takes his tail, he does three years, and it'll be out by... This is part of the whole Brett Favre thing, too. Yeah. So, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's no chance he's doing that much prison time. Um, he'll take a deal first, and I guarantee He's, he already pled. He already pled not guilty. Doesn't matter. They can. He can I know they can do a deal. I'm just saying, like he got. He got. Well, of course, he's going to plead not guilty. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. Until there's a deal on the table, he's going to plead not guilty. Yeah. WWE banned the use of third-party services of Twitch and Cameo for main roster talent 2020, and an update reported as an agreement has been reached. Which we W wrestlers to return to Twitch with almost no restrictions. It's confirmed through talent that WWE's Twitch cut is from the Twitch side, not the talent side. So the cut of the wrestlers will be the same as everyone else with a Twitch channel. Spoke to sources. Uh, this is some du- dick bag. <laughs> Spoke to sources. The some dick bag. Dick bag. Um. Regarding the Twitch deal, according to them, WWE execs negotiate for talents to get a larger cut than the other creators on the platform. This is described to me as a very talent-friendly deal. Well, here's the thing, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very clear about this. If this is true and they're, at, they're actually getting every single dollar on their own, that's great. I, what I heard... There's one big question I have. Okay, ask the question, and I'll tell you what I heard. Is the money going to be put against their downside guarantee? I don't think so. Because if it is, then it's the same problem as they had before. I don't think so. If it's not, great. What I heard was was that Twitch was getting 50% of the cut, WWE was getting 20% of the cut, and the talent was getting 30% of the cut? That's normal, yeah. Or something like that? Yeah. So half the cut's going to Twitch, but then the talent's getting uh, 30% and WWE's getting 20 or something like that. So I don't, but okay. One more thing about Big E. While Big E returns to the ring, has not been publicly discussed, it appears that there have been initial plans for it. Xavier Woods is unable to defeat Gunther. Walter! 
for the Intercontinental Championship Friday night at SmackDown. Woods was left wondering what comes next because the IC title was a once-in-career opportunity for him. The current plan, because... He says, fuck Dave Mouser, so he's got it right. Blanche changed his crowd jewel. Uh, The current plan is for Woods to go up against Gunther and the rest of him appearing with a new day once Kofi and Big E are cleared, with Big E versus Wata serving as a focal point of the feud. There are no, there's no word on either of them appearing on WWE television, but it's interesting to see that Big E has initial plans, given that there was concern that following a drop on the back of his neck next year, he might not be able to beat again. Despite a loss, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, this is speculation at this point. Man, that broken neck was high up. Can't do surgery on it. Glad he's not. He's Biggie said he wasn't in pain. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I love Biggie. Okay, I, no doubt about that in my mind. That man is a fucking joy as a performer. I don't think he'll be back in the WWE. I, I really don't think so. Not as a performer. Not as a performer. Commentator, maybe. Manager, Manager yep. Possibly. But I, I don't I don't see him wor- at least working more than one match every once, every five years or something. I wouldn't even go that far. As a guy, documented neck issues, wouldn't, would not chance it. Yeah. Well, would not chance it. I, I wouldn't think that Edge would have chanced it either, but here we are. He has two neck fusions. Yeah. So, um, I just don't want to see him get hurt. I like if he wants to come back. I, if he wants to come back and he's cleared, let him. I mean, he's cleared. A doctor cleared him. Um, but hey, man, I'm going to be cringe watching him take bumps. I so. just see him take neck bumps in Japan. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, he'll definitely be dead. All right. Paper toss? Paper toss. Awesome. Chip, put yourself on. Actually, there's two things that Fat Man didn't touch on that I read about today. Okay, go for it. Uh, Number one, did you all see that Solo lost at a live show? It doesn't matter! It's a live show. Who cares? Uh, I saw that and everyone was making a big deal out of it. Who fucking cares? He already lost on TV. It does not matter. He lost on a fucking live show. That's why I didn't bring it up. Not yell at you, but Jesus fucking Christ. It ain't a big deal. If he lost a fucking, fucking. Who did he lose Mustafa to? Mustafa Cody. If he lost to Mustafa Ali, it'd be fucking cringe. But he lost to the fucking top baby face of the company. It ain't a fucking big deal. Wait. Jesus Christ. Wait. You see, so, so Cole lost at a live event. Who cares? Hang on, hang on. Hang on. Solo Sokoa lost to the top baby face of the company. How dare he? Wait, wait, wait. Who, who's already beaten him Sammy on TV? Zane was not in that match. How You're dare you? You're a fucking he? mark. You're a fucking mark. Fuck you. He's You're not a fucking top mark. baby face. Go fuck yourself. You're a and fucking mark. Get back into brand pay per views. I guarantee you that's not going to happen. Don't think so either. Without question. That that is one of the few things that I don't think they'll ever bring back because they watched well terrible they did. Well, they were on the network when they did in 2016. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, they they tried it again and it's like no. Even on the network, yeah, I don't I don't think so. Um all right. Well, those are the two things. 
Anyway, you I, oh, so 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 hold on. I know we're going way long, almost two hours, but yeah, I can see them opening up to two premium live events a month. Okay. That's not like a WrestleMania or nothing. One for Raw, one for SmackDown. I could see, so there may be some merit to what Chip is saying there. I could see them doing that. I don't think they would, but I think it's not about the realm of possibility. Okay. okay. All right. You can find me and Fat Man on the Best Darn Sports Show, period two, on Facebook Live and Twitch. On tomorrow, actually, we are continuing our mock draft of the NFL. We all three decided to pick 31 picks and how they're going to go. We were kind of in tuned. I went off on a couple tangents yesterday as part one was on Monday night. And you can find that on our Facebook page. And uh, we will be going live tomorrow at, are we doing 8 p.m.? No, I can't. No, no. I, can't. no, I, I yeah. say, uh, Airdyne. Airdyne. Yeah, we'll discuss it. We'll discuss it. Yeah. So anyway, you can find me on Twitch at TWS underscore Mark with four A's. Awesome. Uh, check out the wrestling show on Reddit. Um, and uh, I'm at TWS Sleazy. TWS Fat Man. We are Sleazy Fat Man on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, please go on over there and give us a like. Uh, videos you can find at twitch.tv slash Sleazy Fat Man, youtube.com slash Sleazy Fat Man, and premium videos at OnlyFans.com slash wrestling show. Uh, you can find all sorts of content at the wrestling show.com, including articles, merch, and ton of other cool stuff. You can go to our merch store specifically at shop.therestlingshow.com. Expect some new designs coming out within the next couple of months. Um, really cool stuff coming down the pike. You can get this podcast every Saturday morning wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean. Don't hesitate to rate us on your favorite platform. It really helps us out. And don't hesitate to get that automatic download so you can get it at 8 a.m. fresh and beautiful on your device. So with thanks to Chip, and as always, for Sleazy. For the Fat Man. This is The Wrestling Show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Peace. Fuck Dave Meltzer. Fuck Tony Khan. A hot dog's not a sandwich. A sub is not a sandwich. A burger is a sandwich. And next week, we're doing ourselves a draft. We're doing ourselves a draft. Yeah, I got to go see. I got to bring them back because I was talking to Southern Accent before. Now I got to talk to Southern Accent now. So we're going to do a draft, Merka.
Clipping your gun 